Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on I'm this. <laughs> people that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy. Yeah. Right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, savage. I like to keep it real simple. I think I took last week off. I can't even remember at this point, but this is my weekly, maybe week and a half. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know at this point. This is just my update, y'all. This is my update of my life and what's been going on. I swear, another week, I feel like I blink and it's gone. I was having the conversation with Josh that I feel like my minutes are more like hours and my hours are more like days. I know, I know, I know someone out there understands what I mean by that. Legit. Something happened maybe this morning. And I'm like, did that happen yesterday or the day before? Uh, no, it happened this morning. So I don't know if that just means that I'm literally running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Or that means I'm busy and that's a good thing. Because I feel like people with my personality like to be busy and stay busy. So maybe we don't realize how busy we are until it gets to a point where we're like, oh, dang, hold on. I, I need a second. So with that being said, I know people out there totally get that. But this week was pretty crazy. Radio show on Monday. Uh, I don't even remember the day. I got to hang out with another couple, which you're going to hear their podcast on Wednesday. The Cedar couple really really like them a ton. I've been really lucky as far as guests go that they really seem like genuine good people. So I love that. I love that when they come in and maybe it's just the fact that I get to hang out with them and learn more about them and we talk even more than what you hear on the podcast. So I think we probably maybe had a conversation for about an hour and a half, two hours beforehand. And then I was like, we got to get recording. Maybe, yeah, it had to be almost an hour and a half easily. And I was like, we got we got to get recording. Because we just both were, or excuse me, all three of us were just chit-chatting away. And it was fun. It was fun to get to learn who they are. Because you see people, you know, behind the screen, you're like, oh, they seem genuine. Or they seem nice. Or they seem this. Or they seem that. It's really good 
when you get to meet someone and you're like, wow, their personality matches up with the same personality that you see online. And look, no disrespect to anyone. If you're playing a game and that's your hustle of, okay, I'm playing a character, I'm playing a game, and everyone knows that, then then that's good. I just think I'm at a point where I want to surround my people, you know, myself, I should say. I want to surround myself with people that are genuinely good people. And you know what? People make mistakes. People do things, whatever. But I'm talking about people who seem to genuinely care that it's not this facade and it's not, oh, I'm only going to care when it's convenient for me. Like I honestly want to surround myself with good people. So meeting this eater couple, I really like them. I can't wait to do more things with them, more fun stuff. (laughs) We met at the studio, hung out there. Then we met later on at a place called Main Event. I don't know who has them. I don't know if it's a Midwest thing. I really don't know. I'm not really sure. But most people know what Dave and Buster's is. Dave and Buster's, you know, games, claw machines, video games, skill games, all of that stuff. So Main Event has bowling. They also have laser tag. Then they have this, I think it's like a tightrope type walking thing above all of the games and the claw machines and all of the skill stuff, which is pretty cool. I did not end up doing that. I don't know if they did that before we got there. I don't believe that they did, but we got to hang out, play games together, watch them, watch them do their live. I really like being able to watch what other people do. So Obviously, I do my own lives and and people come in and hang out on the live, but being able to watch someone outside of my live or Josh's live, watching them do their thing and respecting them and enjoying watching their content, that was that was really fun. That was really fun to to see that and see the people that were interacting and watching them do their skill games and how good they are and how they've mastered certain things. I, I really appreciated that. And it, I don't know, it kind of took me back. I was telling them this story. That the first time that I saw them and the reason I kind of got caught in their live and hung out and watched them was I believe I was nine or ten and we were at Kings Island because we're not very far from Kings Island. So at Kings Island and it's like these giant wiffle balls and you throw them into these goblets and the different color goblets you win prizes so most of the goblets are either clear or white and then if you land in a certain color like a blue or red or pink or something like that I want to say it was a pink goblet and there was only one and my ball landed in that and I was nine or ten and I was freaking so pumped because it lands in there and I got the biggest prize you could get and I'm telling you right now, my bright red hair, a little tank top, these terry cloth shorts, and some freaking tube socks up to my knees, but the biggest cheesy smile, probably a little snaggle tooth or a little, I had a gap in my teeth, in the two front teeth when I was little. And I was cheesing like no other because I was so freaking happy that I won that bear. Now look, it was a bear probably off a wish that was supposed to look like Yogi Bear or something like that. But I did not care. I won that bear. I carried that bear around the entire time we were at Kings Island because I wanted everybody to know know that I won that stinking bear. So I just 
had that memory flood in when I was watching them play games. And I told him, I told him that story. I said, this is one of the reasons why it just makes you feel like a kid again. It makes you just, I don't know, take that, take that step back and kind of escape a little bit. So I appreciate their content. They do a ton of lives. They, they're, I guess, short form, which would be like videos. They don't do as many of those as I, I don't believe they do as many of those as they do their lives. Uh, but I always catch their lives. I don't, I rarely see their videos. I always see their live feeds, especially the one that gets me the most. And I don't know if people are, you know, other people like this. It's the ladder. The one where it's like you're suspended. The ladder is suspended and you have to climb up the ladder and ring the bell or toot the horn or whatever it might be like where you're at. But you always flip off the ladder. I don't even care. I don't care if I accidentally walk by it at a festival, at an amusement park. That's hooking me for a while. Because you try to, like, you just look at the person like, okay, okay. I think they're going to make it. Oh, no, no. They're definitely not going to make it. And people surprise you. So I always get hooked on that one. Anytime I see them doing that or anyone doing that, I definitely get hooked on that one. So that was a lot of fun, getting to hang out with them, doing the podcast. Then being a mom, doing all the mom things. My son starts school tomorrow well this is going to air monday so today and he is in fifth grade and that is hard to wrap my head around he's grown he's like five foot three size 10 shoe and now going into the fifth grade it has literally smacked me in the face there's still things that i'm like he's still my little boy but it just is it's coming it's coming where there's gonna be a day that he's just like well mom you know i love you but i'll see you for bedtime basically so i know that's coming and i'm just trying to hold on but he had soccer he plays soccer so being a soccer mom you're going back and forth to practices trying to get dinner listen anyone that wants to sponsor me for meals not meal prep because let's be honest even if y'all send me a box I'm just kidding. Maybe I would do that. But even if you sent me a box and said, hey, put this together or cook this, uh, I don't even know if I'd have time to do that. I feel like I need meals just served up where I can pull out of the fridge and be like, okay, this is my go-to. This is what this is what we're going to do. And do not at me because I'm going to use a microwave or a stove. I don't care. I literally now, I have to tell you this too. I'll come back to it. But I went gluten-free. So we'll, we'll come back to that. But I feel like going back and forth with the soccer mom stuff, having meetings, radio, podcast, videos, lives, all of that stuff. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Anything. I absolutely love it. But being busy, there's certain things that I feel like when you have a million things going on, something I feel like has to suffer. And in my house, I'm telling you, it is the food. Like, I try to keep healthy food in there, but then I look in the fridge. I swear for God, I look in that fridge after I've gone to the grocery store, and I'm like, I don't have anything to eat. And it's just, it's making it. It's cooking it. It's putting it together. It's all those things. So if there was a meal company that's like, we're, we're gluten-free, we got you. Here you go. Just take it out of the fridge. Pop it in the microwave. Pop it in the oven. We got you. Uh, hit me up, or you guys can send me a DM, or, or you know, do your thing. Let me know, alert the press, whatever it might be. Let me know because I have to, I have to get on that seriously. At this point, it's like, okay, it's six o'clock. What am I going to do for dinner? Uh, who am I calling? <laughs> Who's delivering? What DoorDash? Like it's, it's getting out of control. It's literally getting out of control. And then the, and the, mm, the one that really just works my nerves, breakfast. Okay, fine. 
You can have cereal. Okay, fine. There's only so much cereal that you can have and then you get tired of it and you don't feel full. Okay, fine. I have my protein shake where I put it's pea protein, right? Instead of the whey protein or soy. So it's pea protein. Okay, fine. Chocolate protein. Then I put a scoop of peanut butter in there, put my banana in there, put my ice in there, put my water. Tastes like a shake. Okay, fine. All right. Eggs. There's only freaking so many ways that you can make eggs. Outside of that, what else can I have for breakfast? I need somebody and stuff. Okay, wait, time out because I said I went gluten-free. French toast is my go-to. I love it. I would eat it probably every day. But because I went gluten-free, I can't have that. And I've tried two different kinds of breads and they do not taste good at all. At all. And I'm finding myself looking for gluten-free junk food. What is wrong with me? I legit need some kind of meal service that's going to say, okay, we got you, sis. Here, here is a good, healthy meal. Sprinkle it in a little bit of junk food, maybe, or sprinkle it in whatever. But here's a good, healthy meal. You can just pop in and away you go. Okay, let's talk about why the whole gluten-free. It's about to get real. I am sure there are many of you out there that are the same way. And I'm not even a thousand percent sure that this is what the issue was, but I'm going to go ahead and research it. So two and a half years ago, two years ago, I had a colonoscopy done because they say they're supposed to do that now at 45 and not 50. And I will tell you, it saved my neighbor's life. So go check with your doctor, little PSA, if that is your age, right? Or you're around that or you're past that, you need to talk to your doctor. So I had a colonoscopy done. I was having lots of just constipation, bloating. And I'm telling you, I know so many people are, are the same way. The bloat game was on point. Like I would be like master chief level if someone had to like rank me in the bloat game. And it would be funny because I would do videos and someone's like, oh my God, she put on weight. Or, oh my God, is she pregnant? No, I'm gassy. I'm bloated. Calm down. Relax. Let me go take a dump. <laughs> Let let me let that gas out and maybe it'll look different. But it was at a point where in the morning I would look in the mirror and my stomach would be, I'm not going to say super flat, like, you know, washboard flat, but my stomach would be flat. Then by the end of the night, I'm like, dang, I don't even want anything on my stomach. So I got the colonoscopy done. They're like, there's, you know, little polyp or whatever here. We took that out. No big deal. Blah, blah, blah. But no, you we don't see any allergens or anything like that. Okay, well, the week before that, I was like, I'm going to go gluten-free and just see. I'm going to see whether or not this is an issue until they tell me yes or no. So I went gluten-free and I felt completely different. Had the colonoscopy done. They're like, nope, don't worry about it. I went back on gluten. I'm like, okay, fine. And it is nuts. The cycle that I have will be like, I'm fine. I can eat whatever. I can eat whatever. I'm still bloated. But you just, it's annoying because you just get used to it. It's almost like, okay, well, this is just normal for me. Like, this is just what I'm going to do. And then maybe every other month, it's like, okay, it is real. The bowels moving is all that stuff is real. Like, it's insane. I just got tired of the, okay, this is just normal. I'm like, I got to figure out what this is, whether I need to add more water. I've been drinking at least 64 ounces of water. I'm like, I think it's 64. Hold on. Yeah, 64 ounces. I had to do the math real quick. So I've been drinking my water. Maybe that's it. Doing Miralax, which was what my doctor told me I should be doing. The gastro was like, yeah, do that. And then don't do as much. Like cut back, do half, whatever. So he put me on that regimen. Sometimes I forget. So I was like, maybe that's the case. Maybe that's what it's going to be. I did not think this is the way that my review of the week, my recap was going to go about poop. 
but that's okay. Here we are. So I said, I'm going to figure out what else it is. Is it because I need to increase my fiber? Is it because I need to just get rid of processed food? What in the heck is this? What is going on that I need to shift around? So I was like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go gluten-free again. Because that week and a half, almost two weeks that I went gluten-free was freaking phenomenal. It just felt so, I felt so different. I didn't feel heavy. I didn't feel bloated. So I've been gluten-free now for about two and a half weeks. And I have to say, I feel different. I definitely feel like less bloated, less heavy. Here's the crazy thing. And I'm not an advocate saying you should do this, you should, whatever. Do what you feel is right for you. Research, whatever, whatever you need to do. But I went gluten-free and I was like, I'm going to weigh myself. I'm just going to check this out. I'm going to see if it's a big difference. I'm going to see what's going on. And I believe three and a half pounds was what I stepped on the scale, like what the difference was in less than two weeks. So I'm like, I don't know if I was just full of shit. <laughs> Which probably. Or, you know, is it that I'm eating healthier as well? So lack, there's not a lot. Lack of carbs, for sure. The carb game is like minimal, very minimal. Trying to find things gluten-free when we're out. It's not very easy to go grab something, which I didn't eat a lot of fast food anyway. Like I would get Jimmy John's, Subway, things like that. But I didn't do a lot of the fried food. So I can't say that that's, eh, that's hard, hard. But it's hard knowing that I can't go to the same place and find something that's gluten-free, even if it's a salad or whatever, that, that might not be gluten-free. So then I got to go find a different place or go to the few places that I know for sure. So it is hard because you don't realize how many things have that gluten in it and all that stuff, but it's doable. Again, it makes me have to plan out, which like I said, when you're doing a bazillion things, something suffers and I think the food thing suffers. So if you guys have any recommendations, please hit me up and let me know for sure. But that's something else I have been working on the last couple of weeks. So hanging out, being a soccer mom, (laughs) being whatever it is I'm being, radio, podcast, all that fun stuff. Uh, I also, I know people or should know this about me. Giving back is more important than I think most people know about me. I lead on like, hey, yeah, I've done a few things, but I haven't gone into great detail every single time of this is what I just did. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. So I feel like I might need to make a better effort, not necessarily saying exactly what it is, but making sure people know, hey, this is what I'm working on or this is kind of where my heart is. So make a wish is very near and dear to my heart. And if you don't know the story, I'll tell you the story super quick. Josh, my boyfriend, sent my son axolotls. He sent my son these axolotls. They ended up not making it. One, there were three. One didn't even make it from the mail. It was gone before we even got it. The other two lasted a month or less, and he loved those things, and he was devastated. So I was not happy with him. I didn't talk to him for almost a month. But when he told me, like, I was just trying to make him happy, I'm so sorry. I was like, this, he said, he wanted him, he wanted him, he wanted him. It was his dream, that was his wish. I was like, this is not make a wish. He did not have this grandiose wish and request, like, no. So I challenged him. And myself, I said, I am now going to go to Make-A-Wish and work with them. And you have to do the same down in your area. So 
Last year, I went and I worked with them last August, so it's been a year, was able to help grant a kiddo's wish, was able to be a part of another one. So anyhow, long story short, this past Saturday, I went to their gala or gala. Some people call it gala, some people call it gala. But it's a big fundraising event. It's their large fundraising event for Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. And they actually raised a record-breaking amount for them this year. So I was so, so excited to be a part of that and help out in any way that I could help out. But they are amazing. Everything that they do, the wishes that they grant, the lives that they touch, the family, everything. It is just If you have a chance to get involved in any capacity, I would definitely say, even if you volunteer for something, I would definitely say, find a Make-A-Wish in your area, reach out to them. That's what I did. I just reached out and things just kept going from there. I will also have an event in October. I will start releasing some things here soon. Now that their gala is over, I will release dates and what we are doing for the fundraiser for October. So their fiscal year ends in a couple of days. So I will have their first like really, really big fundraiser for next year. So I'm super excited about that. So after the Make-A-Wish Gala, came back, got in bed, had to get up early the next day because <laughs> my son was in a tournament this weekend. So it was game, game. I don't know. I had think, I think I had something press thing. And then I had then make a wish event and then wake up another game and then another game and in between trying to do a little bit of work stuff so the weekend was a little crazy and now like i said today it will air monday morning i normally do these sunday night my son's starting the fifth grade and i had to get everything ready i rechecked all the school supplies i'm sure mom dad whoever's listening i'm sure you did the same thing you know you bought all the school supplies you've had them for a month or had them for however long you got to recheck them at least three four five times because you don't want to send them to school without the required pencils or glue or scissors or clorox wipes whatever it is i had to make sure that i had all of it so I did that this afternoon in between games. I said, we got to do this. We got to do that. We got to pick out your outfit. We have to do all these fun things. And I don't know. I'm sure everyone's back to school at this point. But I started this, his kindergarten year, his, I guess, open house. His teacher gave him this little thing. And it was called Ready Confetti. And you read this poem. And you put the confetti underneath your pillow, which is super sweet. And you go to sleep and then you're supposed to have the best first day and the best year possible. And since he was five, right, since kindergarten up until even last year, he'd put it under his pillow. And I promise you that would stay under his pillow for as long as he would let me keep it there. So I don't want to be like, oh, no, I never washed his sheets or anything. But it was one of those things I would take the confetti, take the sheets off, put it back underneath his pillow. And he loved having it there. So I'd put it on the nightstand as I was washing the sheets and stuff and, and put it back. And he's like, yeah, 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 please put that, put it back, put it back in so I made the confetti this year for him it's sitting right here as I'm looking at it and realizing all of these things that we do for our kiddos are so special not just for them but for us and and all of the memories and traditions that you're starting I know he's going to remember this I know if he becomes a dad one day he's going to want to do this for his kiddos and reading the books at night and laying out the outfit you know the night before the first day and just all all of those things it's really cool to know 
that you've started a tradition and it's something that your kiddos look forward to year after year. So I'm looking at this cyan and green and red and light blue confetti just waiting for me to put it under his pillow tonight and read his little poem. And with that, I guess I just have to say, no matter how busy we are, no matter how busy you are, these little things matter so much. And I don't want to regret, hey, I was too busy to do this little tradition or I was too busy for whatever he might need. So I'm going to challenge you and myself to take a breath. Definitely make sure that you are doing those little things that are so important to you and your kiddos, your significant other, family, or friends. And on that note, I'm out. Friends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.